Did someone say, show me the funny? It doesn't matter now. Here come Cliff and Kendall. I love it. Australia today. <coughs> oh, Kendo. Then there comes a big old fat belt <laughs> right in your face. Oh, Kendo, even though we're down under, I gotta let him fly. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. Because <laughs> there's nothing that we could fit under because we are so fat. So I don't know why they call it down under. They, but here we are in Australia. Because of the, the map makers, the elitist map makers want you to think <laughs> that there is an up and a down on the earth, even though we all know it's just a ball in space. So how could there be an up or a down? But they want you to think that we're down under instead of on the side or on the bottom or on the top or the middle or wherever. We are just on the ball called earth and we are in <laughs> on the ball. Australia. Australia! Oh, Kendall, is that is that kangaroo over there? Do you think that one has your wallet in its pouch? Oh, that li- Hold on. Ch- catch him, Charles. Catch him. Ooh. Oh, he got him right in the face. Oh, kicked him. Wow. Way into that fence. Okay. Hopping away. <laughs> Don't let him get away. You check that down. Jason, anyway. Charles, you owe it to Kendall. Well, so, Kendall, you know it was just a little prank. I hope you can see your way to forgiving Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The contractor, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't need, like, you know, identification while we're traveling to Australia or, you know, my Social Security card or insurance cards or the Busheltown Big Pants Depot punch card. I need all that stuff, and it's in my wallet, which Charles has put in a kangaroo pouch. Kendall, we'll get those things back. Your passport is safe. It's in the pouch of a kangaroo. We just have to find which kangaroo hopping around here in this area behind the Sydney Opera House. You know, which kangaroo it is. We gotta find it. And well, I think we will. We better. Let's have faith in a, a, the good things for a new, a new year. <laughs> let's We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. We Meaning, find your wallet. We can do we it. Can do it. Oh, we can do it. Charles, we can he's holding up his hand and it's all gooey and he says there was no wallet in that pouch. Okay. Ooh. All right. Do we have a system for knowing if we've checked the pouch? Do we? (laughs) We should have thought of this when we started it. Kendall, think of it. Or Charles, I hope somebody out there is listening. Is the speaker on out there? Can they hear us? Think of a system, guys, for the pouches. We don't want to check the same pouch just over and over unless it's a pickpocket. Get some marker and like mark the mark the kangaroos you've checked. Yeah, no, 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 not with a firebrand, Charles. That's oh my god! Oh, it's very inhumane. This is pointless. Anyway, Cliff. Anyway, Kendall. Speaking, moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, bigger meaning uh, us. Bigger. Here we are. Better <laughs> meaning this I w- show. Wouldn't say better. <laughs> what was that? It was the bell, my dinger. 
it sounded weird. It sounded like a big, huge honking like dinner bell oh. at first. I'm, I'm, I think I've been losing my hearing ever since I got kicked in the side by that kangaroo yesterday. Well, maybe. Also, you know, it could have been one of the opera stars inside the, the opera house there. Maybe they're warming up, going, you know. Oh, did I tell you that I snuck on to the opera stage and did a magic trick for? I mean, no one was there, but it was it was a wonderful magic trick. But I performed on the Sydney Opera stage. Focus, focus. You did well. Did I tell you that during rehearsals this morning, they had a tech rehearsal for the big opera tonight that they're going to do right after Mrs. Potter Butter Butter turns rice speech. I thought it was the dress, Cliff. It's the dress. No, no. This was the tech. They're doing the dress later this afternoon, Kendall. I know what my rehearsals uh. are. I just watched fucking Noises <laughs> Off, okay? I think I know what the rehearsals are. But anyway, I went on during the tech rehearsal where they were getting used to their props and stuff. And mm-hmm. they, you know, and I, of course, started to sing. I, I was humming along. And then they said, okay, cut. I guess the opera's over because the fat lady's singing over here. Oh, oh! So I don't know what'll happen. They'll they'll figure it out in the dress rehearsal this afternoon. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, they're, we're gonna, they're gonna need a bigger outfit. <laughs> they're gonna need a bigger opera house, Kendo, if they want me. <laughs> but now, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, uh, I can't wait to hear what she does with her opera speech here in Australia, in Sydney. <laughs> I thought she was talking about Rye, oh, not her opera. Spe- right, her speech at the opera house. <laughs> About Rye. Yeah. I I was going to say, if if you told her that, she would freak out thinking, I'm supposed to talk about opera? No, no, no. She, <laughs> no but pff, like she couldn't talk about opera. She could talk about a lot of stuff at a moment's oh, notice. Know. Opera being. She could talk circles around both of us. I hope. About she, any subject. She puts in a lot of references to Muriel's Wedding, which we watched recently, about Pulp a Spit in Australia. <laughs> if there, I'm, I'm sure she's trying to incorporate as many as possible. we got to find out if there is a real Pulp a Spit. So I can go. Okay, if there is, I gotta make a pilgrimage, Kendall. All right. Well, and I'll make a pilgrimage to wherever they they are don't have spiders because I don't know if you know everywhere in Australia there are things that want to kill you, and that's why I'm glad we're on the parking lot and I'm not gonna step foot anywhere else. Oh, but there's Hemsworths all around. Liam, <laughs> are they gonna save you? Whew, they're too busy defending freedom or whatever they're doing. Defending freedom. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't they in the Avengers or something? Oh, okay. Defend- Galactic freedom. Well, they're avenging. They're avenging. I guess is what they're doing. Mm. Or one of them. One of them. Avenging. Is. Whatever. Yeah. They're doing something. Tomato. Potato. Now th- he's Thor. And don't you think he's the best Avenger? Thor. Which one? Thor. Thor. Um, of the movies, no. he's the best. No, he just carries around a hammer. Who's, who's can have the a hammer? best if not Thor? Um, don't you? Let's see. I know who you better not say. Who's awful? Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna say Iron Man. Thank Is that you. Who you're thinking? Yes, he's awful. Um, no, I would. I would of course pick a woman, Cliff. I'm trying to think of. You who just the can't women happen to are. think of any women. So you. Thanks for women out there saying thanks, Kendall, for tokenizing us. <laughs> In, in Cliff, I can't way. think of any of the Avengers. It's an equal opportunity forgetter. It's because um, Thor I know the, is the best. Well, oh, whatever. He's the only whatever. one. We'll agree to disagree. It's certainly not Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. Come on. Well, that's the only girl I was thinking of so far, and I was like, well, I know she wasn't the best Avenger, so I'm trying to think like what other people. Oh, uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's sister is a better Avenger than 
ScarJo. <laughs> what Avenger was she? She was one of them, you know, one of the lesser tiers. She's got one of those shows coming on <laughs> Disney Plus. The lesser tier, a lesser tier Avenger. She's a B list Avenger. Avenger. Yeah, she's on the B list. <laughs> anyway, okay. can't know enough about the Avengers. That did not Thank come you. out. <laughs> that's more than we've ever talked about the Avengers. Ever on the show. And <laughs> People did enough. not come to this show to hear about the Avengers. People want to hear about 1986. That's, oh, yes. 1986. What a lovely year. Isn't it the year Gaga was born? Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, is she only, is she just 35? This is the 35th anniversary of 1986. Uh, yeah, I think, I think she is. Got to do a countdown to commemorate. Now, Cliff. I had to go ooh, get a haircut the other day, and this woman that was cutting my hair, yeah, she was like, yeah. she seemed yeah. so young to me, and I yeah. thought, oh, she's probably yeah. like 20, 22, right? You know, somewhere yeah. in there. And as she's cutting my hair, uh, she's talking about things, and she said, well, you know, she's like, I am a thirty-year-old woman, and I was like, thirty. I was like, that she's like my age, and then nope. I was like, hell, no, she's not. She's ten years younger than I am, almost. It just, and that was the first time it really hit me what it felt like to be 40. That 30-year-olds are what 20-year-olds used to be. <laughs> Drop the almost. We, Kendall, I, I, <laughs> we've got to... This year we turned 40. And we will never again have another Christmas in our 30s. That's over. Those are over for us. Oh, my God. You're hitting me with so many things right at once. <laughs> but anyway, you've just got to let that go. And it's, you know, it's no longer okay for us to just say, like, well, we're 40. We've got to get used to older. So now, let's say we're in our mid-50s. Let's say that. (laughs) And then by the time that we are there in 15 years, we're like, well, yeah, we're in our mid-50s. So what? I've been in my mid-50s. See, I got a lot of practice with that. Because when you first met me, you thought I was in my mid-30s. And I took, like, 20 years to get to that point. And so I always felt like I was there. I would say, and this is a great compliment, you today are the age I thought you were when I met you. And <laughs> you look every bit as good. You look, Honestly, you look better than you did when you oh, were well, damn. younger than the age that I thought you were. So, Well, fat has a lot of wrinkles, Cliff. Fat, uh, fat, <laughs> fat finds a way. But anyway, 1986, 1986, Kendall. That's it. I get my kicks. I love it. (laughs) Talking about 1986, 35 years Something smells in here so bad. Kendall, is it you over there? (laughs) I doubt it. It's probably something Charles was doing over here I don't want to think of. My side of the booth Uh, smells okay. I mean, there's always... Your side of the booth always smells fine, because for some reason, Charles only likes my side to sit in and lounge in and eat in and and do any... Put tungus, uh, toe fungus spray on. I don't know. I mean, there's kind of like a... I was looking for my space coin. Oh, okay. Space it up. I found it. All right. <laughs> so, because we have to flip. I'm about to flip. So you, I'm flipping for 1986. Heads or tails? Give me some tails. Tails it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. You got some tail. Okay. Kendall, there's so many wonderful things that happened in 1986. 
that, I, you know, it's just hard to narrow it down to 10 that make the countdown. I consider it a it really is. huge honor to be on the countdown at all. So, coming in at number 10 on the 1986 countdown, I don't know. How will I know? <laughs> How will you know? That was it. How will I know if he really loves me? Whitney Houston's huge hit. How will I know if he really cares? Don't you love that song, Kendall? Love it. Love it. Whitney Houston, just one of her biggest hits. How will I know that you really love me? Yes. How will I know? I did a lot of of sweating to the oldies for that one. That's an awesome one, Kendall. I love your rendition. And I want to thank Thank you. you. But yes, Kendall, Whitney Houston's big hit. How Will I Know just took over pop radio, just one of the great voices up there with me and uh, Groban and uh, t- types <laughs> like that. It's, you know, she's up there with you guys. She's up there and she's up with all of us, Swing. And just everybody. So we love it. And Whitney, of course, Whitney, gone but not forgotten. Still celebrated, even today on the countdown of 1986. How will you know you'll know when you hear Whitney sing about it? Now, do you remember anything that happened in 1986, Cliff? Do you remember back that long ago? I remember we turned five. and Do you remember that? I started kindergarten. And oh, that would be the year we started kindergarten, wouldn't it? Well, it's the year I started. I I was a year ahead of you, right? Didn't we? I graduated. A oh, year yeah. Yeah. So you were still in pre-K, bumbling along. There I was learning high academics. <laughs> I didn't go to pre-K, Cliff. <laughs> I bumbled around at home. <laughs> well, by pre-K, I meant you just, I really meant you were just at uh, home watching TV. Before kindergarten. Yeah. Using it in its normal sense. All right, Cliff. All right, Kendall. Well, I don't know what happened. What were some things? Huh? You said, do you remember what happened? I thought you were going to tell me. No, I, I just meant, do you remember 1986 <laughs> from your childhood? Like anything that happened? I was just asking a normal question. Like, what's your favorite memory, 1986? Oh, I remember a lot of things. Now, I, that was the year uh, Teddy Ruxpin had a show that began Oh, that really? Year. And, of course, I have my Teddy Ruxpin is here in the booth with us, but I don't have enough C batteries. I'm waiting on Kendall to buy me some C batteries. So, (laughs) he does have a tape in him. It's Teddy Ruxpin's, like, birthday tape, something. He's got a tape. He's got a story to tell when Kendall gives me the batteries. If they're C or D, Kendall just buy a dozen of each, and we'll find out. (laughs) A dozen? God, that thing takes a lot of batteries. But Teddy Ruxpin Um, started um, ALF started where would we be without oh. Alf? 
Yeah. He had his own show that began that year. The Flintstone Kids. Remember Flintstone Kids? Love it. I love it. Love it. I loved him. And Oprah's on. I guess maybe she went national that oh. year. I don't know. Oprah. Cliff, that was my number nine. The Oprah show starting. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Wasn't that such a wonderful thing to happen in 1986? <laughs> what a wonderful thing. What, was it her going national? She had been in local or... Yeah, yeah. this was like when the Oprah show started. The one we knew to this day. Where you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. Things have not been the same since Oprah's was giving away cars every afternoon. That It's just hasn't oh, no. been the same. <laughs> it hasn't. The world has never recovered. Well, I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, your number, number 10 was... Um, uh, how do I know? Uh, yeah, how will I know if he really know? loves me? Sorry, I got to write this down, Cliff, so I can remember because you know I don't remember five how seconds before anything happened. Yeah, one of the great Whitney Houston songs. Whitney Houston, Houston, Whitney Houston. That might be how they say it here in Australia. I will always love it. Nice, nice, nice. It's unusual. It's, it's nice. nice. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. It's wonderful. It's lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was good. Good. Nailed it. Good one, Kendall. All right, number eight. Whoa. Right. Oh, my. 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 Number. Oh, my. All right. Um, number eight, Kendall, it was an excellent movie featuring one of the great movie stars. It is a crime. It is a, I want somebody tried for crimes against humanity for this. Kendall, that Whoopi Goldberg is not in a movie starring in it every year. Don't you think? Don't you agree? I agree wholeheartedly. There should be a starring vehicle for Whoopi Goldberg, at least one, Every year, and thank God above, there was one in 1986. Do you know what it was? Was it Sister Act? No! Sister Act was 19... Now, this was well before that. Well um, before, baby. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was a gas, gas, gas. No, it was after that. Gas, gas. Jumpin' Jack Flash, the movie. Jumpin' Jack Flash. I don't remember that you one. You don't remember Jumpin' Jack Wait a minute. Flash. Hold on, let me look. I gotta look this up. Jumpin' Jack Flash is one of the great movies. It It is star-studded. You want to see a movie with a galaxy of stars? Please look up Jumpin' Jack Flash. It was directed by Penny Marshall, okay? And it has... How have I never heard of this? Oh, my God. In the movie... Let me, let me list some of the stars you'll see in this movie. Annie Potts. Phil Hartman, Tracy Ullman, John Carol Lovitz, Kane? Carol Kane, and the list goes on, Kendall. Uh, Michael McKeon is in this movie. So many, every other scene, you're seeing some other huge megastar. And anyway, it is a story of Whoopi. She is some sort of something that works at a computer all day. And she is embroiled, uh-oh, by accident in a CIA or KGB or something or other plot. Oh, my God. Through the, just the in, whoops on the internet. And it's up to Whoopi to save the day. And it's excellent. And it's 10 stars out of 10. 
And I, you really don't remember, like, reading about it, you no. don't remember it? Never seen this. Are you shitting me? Uh, it, it's rare that you say something, some movie or something from the past, that I'm like, huh? Completely baffles me, but I have not, and I feel like I've really missed out on something in history, because I have not seen this or heard of it, or anything. Make a note. Because I don't know what you're doing after this. Because you're going to want to go. Back. I know what I'm doing after. <laughs> before before the speech, you're going to have you're going to have to make time to go back to the motel and come back here to see to the opera house because I think it's on HBO Max. I think. Oh, uh huh. It's on something. It. And it's oh, Kendall, where the hell have you been the past thirty-five years? Well, I'm glad that you have. Uh, uh, told me about my mistake and we're going to correct it. Would you tell Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Shirt that she's going to be just fine? Doing her rye speech tonight here at the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> she's well, got the, she's the jitters, fine. boys. It's gonna be great. Oh, you're gonna oh, be excellent. Oh, dear. Dear, it's just been so long since I've talked in front of so many people. We've been on the Falkland Islands for so long, dear. <laughs> it's such a big venue. <laughs> Goodness. But you've done so many of these. Think of the thousands and thousands of people yeah. all over the earth that have seen the rye speech. So I think it's going to be great. Yeah, but not all at once. (laughs) It's going to be beautiful. I'll keep praying for you, dear. No worries there, Sugarlump. Well, I appreciate that, Daffodil. You know, that's exactly what I need. (laughs) Well, you're going to be just fine, you know. And if you want to later on, you know, like maybe during our break, if you want to do the speech just in front of us, we can, you know, Kendall was going to go around feeling around and kangaroo pouches for his wallet but we could be your test audience if you want to just give us a run through do a tech rehearsal as it were oh, dear i might might think of doing that if i if i can get up the courage to do that in just a few moments oh it, you know it'd be great i can't wait i was just telling kendo i can't wait to see like what kind of little you know embellishments and australian things you can put in there because you know how comedians always do they're always like well i was at the oh goodness dear should i add australian elements I think so. Maybe. Oh, you know what we need to get? Mr. Snowbottom, you need to go and rent a didgeridoo to play on stage. To, to you know, <laughs> Yeah, you know those big long things. It's like... Whoa. I know what they are. Yeah, I, don't you think so? Do we have Whoa. time to learn to play one? I don't know. I don't know if I know how to play a didgeridoo. Well, no, I, Mr. I think the best thing to do is if you are very nervous, all you do is you picture the audience... With someone with bad etiquette. And it'll immediately sober you up into just worrying about why they're doing such bad etiquette. And that will completely put you back on track. I don't I think that might take her mind off of it. I don't know about that, dear. No, because then she's going to be trying to think, well, how can I help this person with their etiquette? Oh, that's a good point. Well, just picture him naked then. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my bowels. They did not like the image of everyone in the audience being naked, Kendall Boy. Well, that's the only two solutions I have for stage oh, Alright, I think it'll be fine. I think maybe if you do some push-ups or something right before, it'll take your mind off of it. Your body will be thinking about other stuff. 
like how to get back yeah. up off the floor. <laughs> we that's the advice we never take is we should do a little exercise and we'll feel better. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Dear, we should get Charles to help us out with this speech. Maybe he can take some notes for Charles quit playing with those animals, dear. Help <gasps> us out, please. <sighs> All right. Oh, Kato, I don't know if you're going to get your wallet back or not if Charles can't be searching these kangaroos. <sighs> what is Crockpot up to? Could she help? Crockpot took the kids to that koala park so they could pet the koalas. Uh, well, maybe during break I can run around and check a few kangaroo pouches, I guess. Maybe. We might have to listen to, you know, dry run tech rehearsal of Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's speech. Well, I hope that you guys have a great time when you leave Sydney. <laughs> well, I have to stay behind because I have no identification. Oh, it'll be fine, Kendall. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I like, I like this new attitude you have, Cliff. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kendall, what about number seven? Number seven. Number Cliff, seven. this is something number that seven. still, number to this seven. day, continues to impact us on a daily, yearly basis. And that, of course, is the founding of Pixar Studios. That was all the way back in 1986. Can you believe that? 86, Kendall. What were they doing back in 86, the old Pixar folks? Oh, they were just they were just setting up files and things ready. They hadn't made anything yet. Uh-huh. But they were ready. They, they just said, like, hey, we're going to be a company. But it's a big deal, because that was when it all started. Well, Kendall, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you to see Jumpin' Jack Flash, because it's got a lot of classic 1986, like, computer uh-huh. things going on. And imagining the Pixar people working on those computers is really oh. interesting. So well, you're gonna that's it. why they didn't have any movies in 1986. <laughs> so it took another year. Maybe. What was what was their first one where they were making that one about the lamp? Yeah, it was uh, Luxor Junior. I think is what it was called. But I think I think that's the year that came out. Actually, I don't know, I have to Google that. I'll I'll Google it during the break. How about that? Um, whatever, Kendall. It's whatever. Up to you. It's all up to you. I don't want to hold the show up while I slowly Google on the on the internet. But Pixar, please, please it was don't. a big deal. Big deal, big deal, big deal. But doesn't that seem weird that that was that long ago? Like, it really feels like Pixar was like 2000. I don't know. It's, uh, I know Toy Story was like a 90-whatever. but Four. Just so, seems so, so long ago, 1986. Uh, if you think of Toy Story being 94, it all tracks for me, Kendall. But number, oh, you know, instead of doing number six right away, how about we do a little segment? Are you talking to me? 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 You talking to me? 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 Where are you talking to me? All right, I'm talking to you, and away we go. All right. Then that's it. We'll go get married right now. Tomorrow I'll be on TV, get the money, and then we'll live happily ever after. Oh, I'll give you a wonderful life and no plants. That would be from the Cliffing Hindu Classic, Little Shop of Horrors. That's correct, which also came out in 1986. 86. Oh, I was... was Ooh, I don't know. Will that make your countdown? I don't know. Maybe. Um, Kendall, we're, then this is not me today. 
We're on an express elevator to hell. Going down. Express elevator to hell. Going down. Uh, Gremlins. <laughs> no. For one reason, Gremlins did not come out in 1986. I know. What was it? <laughs> that was from not singular alien, but aliens plural. Oh, did aliens come out in 1986 too? You bet your bippy it did. God, so many movies came out in 1986. Imagine. All right. The, the key <laughs> to faking out. Oh, bless you. <laughs> the whole booth shook three times. I something. Uh, maybe I'm allergic to all this kangaroo fur all over the place. <laughs> well, there is a lot of it floating around right now. I know, especially when right. y'all keep jamming your hands down in their pouches. Gotta find my wallet, Cliff. All right. The key to faking out the parents is the clammy hands. It's a good non-specific symptom. I'm a big believer in it. A lot of people will tell you that a good phony fever is a deadlock, but um, you get a nervous mother, you could wind up in a doctor's office. That's worse than school. You fake a stomach cramp, and then you're bent over, moaning and wailing. You lick your palms, a little childish and stupid, but then... Bueller. Bueller. Anyone? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. That's correct, Cliff. 35 years. That's a long day off, Kendall. Well, 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 well. I could go for a 35-year lo- day off <laughs> right well. now. All right. <laughs> wow. Well. Well. This is not people talking about our show. This is a movie quote. Be afraid. <laughs> Be very afraid. Be afraid. Um, aliens 2. <laughs> no, Kendall. Here's, here's your hint. The fly, Cliff. The fly. the fly. Got it without any help at all. No help. You're bound to get this one, Cliff. <clears throat> so, haven't you had enough of this stuff? You know, you lose IQ points the longer you watch. They have been actual studies. Look, you're going to become the first alien couch potato. The first alien couch potato was that from Alf, the TV show. <laughs> No, no. Cliff, that was Johnny Five is alive. Short circuit. Short circuit. Okay, I must have had my own short circuit, not knowing that. No, you know, here's the truth. <laughs> That's what I thought. I saw Short Circuit on video, probably in 1987, if it came out in 1986, and yeah. it was so sad that I never ever watched it again. I I can't watch movies. <laughs> Where small animals or small robots or small aliens are in peril, just the whole movie, and I just I just can't do it. So that's why. Well, yeah, I did have the same visceral reaction to you, but I, I did watch it multiple times. I did love it so much, but uh, it was it always made me real sad, and I haven't watched it in forever because of that. Oh, forever! All right, so that was that. Forever. All right, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Are you talking to me, 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 me? You're talking to me, 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 me. Kendall, you can be my wingman anytime. Wait, but that old Top Gun. Oh, what fun Top Gun. Goose. Goose, I'll goose ya. And that had a a lot of (laughs) great uh, underwear scenes in it from what I remember. That's all I can recall of the movie. 
Take my breath away. Oh, that. I do have the soundtrack somewhere. It's got a good soundtrack. Take my breath away. Lovely. Love it. I was singing to you, Cliff. Oh, I thought you were talking about the dropping air pressure. <laughs> no. T- talking to all the other air pressure that keeps dropping in this booth. Oh, I'm about to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer talking to you. Nope, no Do you longer. have another one? No, I'm done. Nope, that's it. Fine, I'm not talking to you, but Crikey. I am going to go. There's a, uh, what do you call a group of kangaroos? Because there's a group of them over there. Oh, shit. You're going to have to look that up on the break. Now, I don't know. Oh, now, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, and she's waving over. She's about to, she set up a few chairs. I guess we've got to listen to her speech. Oh, God. I mean, I'm going to love it, but I do want to find my wallet. Well, maybe we can try to do both at one time. Let's go. All right. Well, let's guess before we look it up. What do you think a group of kangaroos is called? Um, a, a pouch. A pouch. <laughs> I say, uh... Uh, uh, a flipper of kangaroos. A flipper. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see who's closest. Check that out. Whoever gets. We closest got so much to do during the break. The we'll be back in forty-five minutes. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. I believe in miracles, and I believe Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. You're a part of me. Urina ketchup. Touch the heart of me. Urina ketchup. Every single day in every way I feel how much you are a part of me. Your cat's a big part of your life, so make Purina Ketchup brand cat food part of his life. It's all the nutrition cats need to help them live healthier, happier lives. What's more, veterinarians recommend it most. Purina Ketchup, part of a healthier, happier life. Well, 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 look who's back. And just in time for more Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. How will I know? How will I know? How will I know? Welcome back. Oh. oh. Kendall, you're covered in kangaroo fur and it is setting off my allergies. Sorry, I just want my wallet. Damn it. Did did you find it over there? I was trying to listen politely to Mrs. Potter Butterbutter's rice speech or tech rehearsal out here in the parking lot of the Sydney Opera House, but you were over there feeling up kangaroos. Did you find your wallet? No. No luck yet. But I will find it. I I I, I made a announcement to all kangaroos like Liam Neeson. I said I I will find you and I will take my wallet back. I have a very specific okay. set of skills. Damn it! Oh, speaking of Cliff, in between of all the fighting yeah. of kangaroos, I did look up what a group of kangaroos is called, 
And I will just say that it? we uh, were both wrong. Uh-oh. It is known as a mob, a troop, or a court, and I do feel like a mob ascended on me a moment ago, so. Uh-oh. Wonder which one of them is the godfather. <laughs> it looks like that one over there. Uh-oh. All right. But back to yeah. 1986. Take a, take a trip with us, won't you, in a DeLorean back 35 years ago. All right, you got to, you got to. You know, it was almost uh, All right. Back to the Future year. That was 1985. So close. Oh, so close. When was the second one? 80, was that was like 89. When yeah, it was later. Number six. Number six. Oh, shit. There's a money pit. The oh, money pit. Money the movie. Pit. I love it. I love it. That movie has one of the best scenes when he's just laughing when the tub falls through the floor. That oh, yeah. that was like 2020 for me, where he's just like, ha, ha, ha. Love it. Love it. I love it. Love it. Oh, I love, love it. it. The Money Pit, Tom Hanks, Shelley Long, and they buy the house, and oops, boy, is it a lemon. <laughs> Kendall, they just have everything they try, just catches on fire and collapses and falls down, and I love it when my favorite part is when he gets through, uh, like stuck in the hole in the rug. Oh, uh huh. <laughs> you know, and his head sticking out. And don't you, can't you just hear the song now from the beginning? We're gonna build a house where the roses grow. Uh, such a good movie. I need to watch that again. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Have you it. seen it recently? I love yeah. It. Good. Holds it. up, Kendall. Holds up. <laughs> Better than their house ever did. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, good. It's, it's better for the movie to hold up. Uh, and, you know, it reminds me so much of the house that Susan and I bought back in Busheltown that just kept uh, running into problems left and right. Running into problems? I don't even want to know what. Has Susan been fixing all those problems by herself? No, neither of us are at home. Or of us are at home. So it's just, I'm sure oh. it fallen into a big pit in the middle of the ground. So. What if it might have, Kendall? We don't we don't know because you know the Google Earth photos are not updated that often, so we don't know. It could be in a pit. It could be as we speak. an actual money pit. We shall see. It could be. Yeah, you know, people complain. They make fun of Shelley Long for leaving Cheers. They're like, "Oh, to do movies? Well, how'd that work out?" But <laughs> she has several classic movies and. Cheers to her name. Yeah. Whereas if she if she had stayed on Cheers all eleven years, she might only have Cheers. Yeah. To her name. I think she made the right choice. I think she did, and also you know I love she went totally insane like a lot of people these days. But Kirstie Alley in Cheers, <laughs> I love her parts too. So you know she went nuts, but she was great on the show. So yeah. but yeah, Shelley Long, she has a lot of movies. You know, Money Pit. Trip Beverly Hills, all of them. Hello again, Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, but, Cliff, this is not a Shelley Long uh, fan cast. <laughs> oh, I wish it were. Outrageous fortune, everything. So many. So good. <laughs> My goodness, dear. Oh, I'm so excited that you both were so attentive and set through my 
my speech that I was giving to you. Well, except for Kendall, of course, was trying to find his wallet. But I'm so thankful for both of you, and I'm I'm just I feel like a little bit better now. Oh, I told you, Sugar Lump. I said that you could do it, and you did. I knew it all along. <laughs> Thank you, Daffodil. Yes, it was. So it was really good. It was just as good as I remember, and I can't wait for the audiences of Australia to hear it here at the Opera House tonight. Oh, they're going to love it. They're going to love it so much. They're going to love it. Just like we do. Yeah, did you order a didgeridoo for us to play as sort of a prologue? Yeah, I don't I don't think the didgeridoo was quite appropriate for the, the speech, and, and I don't think we could get one in time anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're talking about, boys. <laughs> you and your shenanigans. <laughs> they never take a day off, do they, dear? <laughs> <laughs> they never do, dear. <laughs> All right, well, since you guys are here, we're out here. It's a beautiful day here at the parking lot of the Sydney Opera House. And since you're here, why don't we go ahead and do this segment that we all have all prepared. It's called, Do You Want to Hear Something Weird? Oh, goodness, dear. I don't know if my stomach can handle it before the speech. Oh, oh, oh I don't know if my bowels can handle it either, boys. Uh, both of you always say that, and you are just fine. So, Yeah, let's just give it a try. <laughs> all right. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> Kendall, do you want to go first? Sure, sure, sure. All right. Sure, sure, I've got a story that I know all of you are going to love. Citizens of New York City, the of the borough of Rego Park neighborhood, say an aggressive squirrel has jumped on them and bitten them in the past several weeks. Uh, Michelle Frederick pointed to a bruise on her wrist where she said a squirrel landed on her and sank its teeth into her fingers and hand. We're wrestling in the snow, and there's blood everywhere. My fingers are getting chewed. It won't let go. Eventually, it just stopped, and there was a big bloody mess. Uh, these squirrels are aggressively going after people. One person said the city's Department of Health advised that neighborhoods are, uh, to, are to hire a licensed trapper, but the large metal traps have not yet captured any squirrels. So these squirrels are just attacking people. Isn't this weird? <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a not squirrel. real, dear. <laughs> no, it would never do that. Candle boy, don't believe everything you read there. What, what do you think attacked this woman then? I don't, maybe she was, you know, maybe a bird or a woodpecker. Maybe she has <laughs> sort of a tree face. Attacked by a woodpecker. They are quite dangerous, I'm sure. All right, well, nevertheless, I've got a weird news story over here. <laughs> I thought you were, you did. <laughs> or the rest of us. Now, while out walking her dog, Katie Wilkinson spotted something rather odd in a muddy field. This 26-year-old from Gateshead came across what she believed was a human toe oh. sticking out of the ground. Oh, 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 oh my goodness! My <laughs> bowels. Oh, 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 a toe! Oh, no! Oh, Winifred Sanderson would have loved that. I know. Well, but, she, you know, this woman, she was walking a different route than usual, and she was, uh, you know, really watching the mud closely, and she just saw, oh, what a toe. She took a picture of it, and everyone she showed the picture to was quick to agree that it was definitely a toe. <laughs> so she called... The authorities, and within five minutes, a police car pulled up outside, and throughout the day, more officers and sergeants and detectives arrived on the scene, and she took them out, and, you know, they looked for it, and they had to bring in sniffing dogs and everything, and eventually, they found the toe. <gasps> and the detective, you know, he took a photo, and he agreed it did look like a toe, but after 
searching for hours and all the dogs and everything, he realized it was not a human body part at all. It was just a potato. Whoa! Isn't that story such a... <laughs> I'm so glad it turned out with a happy ending. <laughs> so, oh, my bowels. They thought that one was very funny there. <laughs> All right, well, potato. you know, and so the woman, sh- she saw that it was a potato, and she said she felt so embarrassed, but even the detective, he <laughs> said, well, it looked like a toe to me. So uh, I that's thought what I call sh- going toe-to-toe. <laughs> All right, well, Cliff, I know you're going to be so excited about this next uh, story. All right. McDonald's is selling a new sandwich made of Spam topped with crushed Oreo cookies and mayonnaise. <gasps> whoa, uh, whoa. This is happening in China. And it's an attention-grabbing move that has raised eyebrows. It got your attention, didn't it? Uh, one comment it got said, my attention. One comment said, okay. I thought it was delicious. So, uh, I don't know. They're only doing it for a limited time, so you better get to China if you want to try one. Oh, goodness, I dear. Would. That sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone would eat anything like that before. Oh, definitely not. Oh, well, I would have probably tried it before my my in my meat eating days uh never miss a opportunity to tell us you're a vegetarian just saying cliff one of the fattest in the world we could still get it kendall but we could get it just without the spam hold the spam hold the spam it's so just, just a, oreos. an oreo sandwich with mayonnaise <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kendall, here's a palate cleanser for all of us. Police in New Jersey responded to where but a McDonald's parking lot. They were Uh not called because of an Oreo Spam sandwich. (laughs) They were called there because a pair of chickens were wreaking havoc and chasing customers. Oh, dear. Oh, boy, you, you've got to watch out for those chickens. Isn't that right, Sugarlump? They'll be, peck your hands. Oh, yes, dear. It seems as though the chicken nuggets were chasing them. <laughs> oh, well, the Washington Township Police Department said in a Facebook post that animal control officer went and there was a flock of chickens wreaking havoc at the McDonald's. They were harassing and chasing customers and pecking at car tires. They gone nuts. They only peck you when they're getting to know you. Yeah. Well, the animal control officer, finally he was able to capture these loony chickens and they were taken <laughs> to an animal shelter where they, uh, you know, have been calmed down and claimed by their owners. Oh, that was... Clucking nonsense. Cluck. No. Oh That's what they told. They told the owners. They said, "Go cluck yourself for keep these chickens at your house." Well, Cliff, that was a crazy weird story. I'm trying to fix this light to keep shining around my eyes. I um, thought you were about to tell us a ghost story. You had like, no. the light down below all your chins. Oh, dear, you don't. You know we love ghost stories. We haven't no, had a ghost. We need to do a ghost story episode soon. If we, we do, whenever, yeah, whenever maybe when we're when we leave Australia here. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, um, now I've got one more weird news story for you that you're going to love. <laughs> All right. Candle Boy, you know, we need to be getting in there and setting up for the big rise speech later on. Well, I'll make it really quick. Um, uh, an American woman years ago had stolen a piece of marble from the National Roman Museum with an, um, uh, back for like pieces of the actual Roman, Roman Colosseum or something like that. And she finally has had a change of heart, and she decided to mail the piece back 
Even though she had written on it, like to her boyfriend, she said, I tried and tried to clean this off. Please forgive, and forgive me for being such an American asshole and taking something that was not mine to take. I feel terrible for not only taking this item, but placing writing on it as well. It was extremely wrong for me, and I, in my later adult life, I now understand how inconsiderate and disrespectful it was. I have attempted many hours of scrubbing it. Please forgive me. So that just goes to show you people can change. Oh, well, I'm glad she came to oh, her senses. Terrible, terrible etiquette. Oh, dear. I wish she had known you, Philip. Then she never would have attempted something so brazen. Oh, dear, absolutely. No one should ever do that, but I'm glad she came to her senses and did the right thing by returning it. Too little, too late, is what I say <laughs> to that. Turn into hot subjects in here. Turn it into hot subjects. Oh, dear, uh, we have to be getting back. I, I have to warm up my voice, dear, before the speech. Oh, definitely. We've got to get you some hot tea with rye and lemon, dear. Oh, yes, dear. Pl please excuse us, dear. We're going to go get ready. I've just got to start my warm ups. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, yes, just. Oh, yes, dear. Uh, oh, oh, she's oh. wonderful. She's going to be great. Yeah. Now, there goes another kangaroo over there. Have you checked that one? Did you ever figure out a system like I suggested uh, about which one? I had thought about wristbands. We didn't have any wristbands. Uh, so I'm just i hoping that every kangaroo I check is a new one. All right. What else are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that sounds like jive. But what about number five? Number five on the list of the great things in 1980. Six. 86. Cliff, it's a little, it's a little, a little stage play. Some of us know. It's a little Some bit funny. Us, this it's feeling funny. It's about yeah. a uh, an opera, much like Sydney Opera House, and a phantom. Cliff, that's Phantom of the Opera. Phantom Ooh. of the Opera. Do you love Phantom of the Opera? I do love Phantom of the Opera. What's not All to right. love? Clip, that is the the show, and I know I'm, it's I know it is what it is, but it was the the year when I went to see it when I was a kid, and the chandelier like started reassembling itself and going back in time. That was uh -huh. when I fell in love with theater. It was that uh. was the moment. So I I still to this day like. Even though Phantom of the Opera is not like my favorite show from Broadway or, or anything, it still like started that, that love for me. So that's why I love it so much. Uh, well, there's a wonderful rendition by Barbara Streisand and what's his face? Michael Crawford of mm -hmm. Nighttime Sharpens, heightens mm -hmm. each sensation. Grasp it, sense it. Tremulous and tender Hearing is believing Music is deceiving Hard as lightning, soft as candlelight Dare you trust the music yeah. of the To listen That's to that. That's a great one. That's a great one. I would. Now, I wonder if Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn might want me to sing that. 
just as a preamble to the rice. You never know. You never tonight. know till you ask. I'll have to ask. I'll slip that in. All, All right. right. Phantom of the Opera, Kendall. Phantom of the Opera. That's right. That's it. All right. Now, what number well, was that? That was number five. Five. Hit me with right. number four. I'm going to hit you. With, I don't let the number four hit you on the ass on the <laughs> way out. Kendall, <laughs> number four. Oh, my. God. Somebody call next door to Iola and tell her that Mama's family is number <laughs> four. Oh, good old Mama's family. Now, Kendall, you know that Mama's family had already debuted as sort of a slightly different show a few years earlier, but then it was retooled and they came back in syndication in 1986. And those were the years that brought us Iola. And blessed be Bubba. All the good parts. Oh, uh, well, the best parts for sure. Those were the best episodes for sure. The others are good, yeah. but those are the best. So, Mama's Family. The universe has been cruel, I think, to Vicki Lawrence since Mama's Family. She's yeah. deserved so much more than she's gotten. But what an excellent show. Did you love Mama's Family, Kendall? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I remember every week when it came on, it was like such a a great time i'd sit there and I, of course i would eat because i was a fat child and that right. everything was connected to television and food but oh it's just it was wonderful every week when it came on i loved it uh don't you just want to go there to thelma harper's living room and just sit on the couch and yeah. watch her on jeopardy and have... instead of the real world where her house had been condemned and turned to a big huge condominium complex it continues to live in our minds that it's that's exactly where it is and it's still just the way it was. Mama. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Mama. Yeah. Excellent. It reminded me so many, like, there were people in that family <clears throat> that were like family <clears throat> members somehow connected in my family. So there were oh, yeah. a little bit of everybody you could see in your own life. So it was great. Excellent. Listeners, <laughs> seek out Mama's family. That's why it makes Excellent. it to number four on this countdown. All right, number three. <gasps> it's something that have, has come up on other countdowns for me in this list. But little did I know, it came out in 1986 exactly. So it's going to make number three on this list, Cliff. That is Star Trek, The Voyage Home. Mm. <laughs> Space, the final, the final frontier. frontier. These so are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Enterprise. It's ongoing mission. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Including the past to get some whales to solve the problems that we had in the past. A wonderful story. Where are they now? Why aren't they still coming back to solve these problems? Oh, there's still Star Trek movies coming. They're still happening. (laughs) They're still coming. All right. So, uh, that one that was old. Kirk, who is your favorite? Kirk or Spock? Kirk or Spock? Well, that's... That, you mean you're my favorite from the the old cast? Well, isn't that the cast of this... The, well, normally people say, like, is your favorite Kirk or Picard? Like, the captains, you know. But Picard was not in whatever this was. The no, you're definitely not home. a Trekkie, Cliff. You're definitely not a Trekkie. I am! 
No. Well, no, I'm not. But basically, <laughs> also has the sun. The sun has moved in a way where you are almost completely in shadow, Kendall. And I know oh. that I can't hardly see your face. And now, of course, now it looks like a ghost story. But that might be preferable to not. Well, now it's dark completely over there. I don't know how what's happening with the sun. It's I don't understand because we're so down under. What happens it, with it? Is it the end of times? <laughs> Not that it matters to anybody, but you were completely... <laughs> now it's like the Blair Witch Project is what you look like. But anyway, what were we talking about? Who knows, Cliff? Who Kirk! Knows? Are you a Kirk, Kirk or a Spock? Yes. Between the two of those, I would yeah. be a Kirk. Oh, highly illogical. You gotta be a Spock. <laughs> Oh, man. And then between the Kirks and the Picard, I would be a Picard. Oh, highly illogical. you got to be a whoever Whoopi Goldberg was on Next Generation. Oh, well, she was great, too. Which they were talking about before the whole, you know, world ended with coronavirus. They were going to do uh, a, a new... Or they were going to have her in the next season of Picard. Like, come back and reprise her uh-huh. role. And she's how we're doing it. Yeah. Uh... I really am enjoying Picard as well. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Kendall, I want to say real quickly, and this is a quick honorable mention, uh, because like we said, there are so many things that came out in 1986 now, and there are multiple things that I've, that I've put on very recent countdowns. So mm-hmm. I just want to tell the universe, hey, these also are excellent. 86. I'm just, I exempted them because they've shown up very recently in a lot of things. Uh huh. But these are two of the most, oh, Jesus, I thought you'd resolve <laughs> not to do that. But these things are very important in my life. Without these, I don't know who I'd be. Certainly without Pee Wee's Playhouse debuted, debuted in 86, and Madonna album, True Blue with hits, Live to Tell. Papa Don't Preach, Open Your Heart, True Blue, all on the charts that year. So, Madonna, True Blue, number one on our blue countdown, and Pee Wee's Playhouse on any number of countdowns you can probably find. So, but I would be remiss if I didn't say it, so I had to say it, Kendall. I'm glad you got it out there, Cliff. I'm glad you got it out there. All right. I hope it didn't sound too stupid. Well, something you something you did miss out that I'm just going to throw in there really quick is Joan Rivers hosting the Late Show for the first time. Oh, Joan! Wonderful, our wonderful Joan. I wish she was here. I do too, and that's not stupid. But this is no. it's time for some stupid questions. All right. All right. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received in your life? I don't know that we'll I've ever started. received any. I'm waiting. What about you? Um, best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, lose weight. No. I didn't heed the advice. Didn't heed it. Because uh, if, with your safety guaranteed, you could experience something considered very <coughs> dangerous, what would you want to experience? Um, jumping off of a roof. <laughs> Okay. Why not? What would you do? I would not jump off a roof. That would WWUD. be WWUD. Sure. 
Um, I don't know. I would, I would experience like, um, um, uh, I'd want to be like really close to like some sort of like real big explosion. And you laugh at me for jumping off the roof. Come on. Fine. Clint, if you could Fine. get one thing back, if you could get one thing back that was either lost or destroyed, what would it be? Fine. Oh, my youth. <laughs> Good one. Cliff, I've actually thought about the best advice I'd ever received, and I realized what it was. What? You never know till you ask. Why do we not think of that? That's the best Correct. advice we've ever received. I love it. That's the only advice I remember ever receiving. Yes. I know. So you have to know that that was the best. All right, Cliff, that's all the time we have for Stupid Questions. Oh, my. Wait, is that... What is Charles doing over there? <gasps> Has he found my wallet? Oh, he dug something out of that kangaroo. Was it? Oh, no, that's a baby kangaroo that he pulled out oh. of the pouch. Put that back. Put it oh. back. All right, uh, Cliff, it is time for number two. Number two. I had to double up because it was such a great year for the greatest entertainer, one of the greatest entertainers, greatest actresses, greatest singers. Of all time. It was a wonderful year for the wonderful Bette Midler. She had two of her classicest films that came out that year. Down and Out in Beverly Hills. And then Ruthless People. Two excellent Bette oh, Midler. Oh, those are good ones. Midler movie. Have a Midler movie marathon tonight, guys. Watch those two. <laughs> oh, that does sound fun. A Midler movie ther- marathon. Excellent. I think if I had to choose one actress who I could just watch over and over and I could only choose one, I guess it would have to be Beth. She's just so flipping good in everything. That she is. That she is. Kendall cannot put up an argument. Can't even put up an argument. I won't even try. All Uh, he can say is that she is, Cliff. That, that she is. The uh, yes. prosecution rests, Cliff. Prosecution rests. Rest. Number two. Now, Kendall, I have a list of 80,000 possible, not really, but I have several honorable mentions that all depend on what you, <laughs> Kendall, put as number one, numero uno. Wait, am uh, I number one? Yeah, you've been doing the odds. Oh, okay. Uh, so, all right, fine then. Well, I'm. I will not. Did you say, Did you think I got? I did number two and number one. I don't know what I was thinking. Who knows? <laughs> who can Who can really tell what's going on in my brain? But um, <laughs> at any rate, I will not say that it was uh, Billy Joel's album "Bridge" uh, from 1986, even though it was a good one and it had some oh. good songs on it. That was what's not the best one. song? What's the biggest hit from "Bridge"? Oh. What, was well, there another my, one called "Tunnel" later? Mm-hmm. No, Glass Houses no. was another one. My favorite song from the bridge was uh, 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 Baby Grand that he did with Ray Charles. Oh, okay. Oh, Speaking such a good Ray song. Charles. My Baby Grand is good to me. There you go. And speaking of Ray Charles, he also had another big windfall. That was a good year for Ray Charles because they used his song as the theme song for a new sitcom, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. Designing Women. The whole day through. Day through. That's one of my honorable mentions. 
you know? And then, of course, so the, <laughs> there was one season that they had where Ray Charles was there singing it live in the theme song. And it, <laughs> and it could only ever be used for that one season because that was like when their cast was kind of changing a lot oh, at the end. Uh-huh. So, but like season six is the only one with those women because they were all with her <laughs> or with him at the at, at his baby grand. That was so good. Oh, to him. that's funny. Well, so no, I I decided to stick with number one, which I think you probably agreed upon earlier on, or you thought I might pick, and that is the movie Little Shop oh. of Horrors. It completely changed my life in so many ways. I didn't realize I didn't realize that was what year. I don't know if I'd ever thought about what year that had come out. I probably it's really hadn't thought about it for sure either. But I know such a timeless movie. It has nothing yeah. to do with nineteen eighty six. Right, but it, it did make a big impact on my life. So I thought, 1986, make it number one. Oh, yeah. 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 And if listeners need to know why it's so great, they can go back and listen to Little Shop of Cliff and Kendall, our own one-night-only performance from last summer. Still available on the podcast feed. Yeah, you got to go it. check it out. All right, because that was what I was thinking when you were talking about Phantom of the Opera. I thought, well, we could do another musical. You could be the Phantom. I could be a gender-neutral what's-her-face. <laughs> Christine? And, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to need a bigger mask <laughs> and a bigger cloak. <laughs> we're going to need a lot of bigger things if you and yeah. I are the leads in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Kendall, some other honorable mentions here at the end. Excellent choice of Little Shop of Horrors had to be there and it hasn't been mentioned on quite as many countdowns as some of the other things uh, Bueller Bueller and then the oh the movie Be Afraid of the Fly do you like the fly oh yeah With Jeff Goldblum I, I love that mm-hmm. um, Chopping Mall Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and then what about on the Radio charts. We had Cindy Lauper with I see your true colors shining through. I see your true colors, and that's why I love you. And uh oh, you know, you hate it, but sometimes you gotta sing about it. It's just another manic Monday. Oh, I love it. Yeah, thought it was Sunday. <laughs> that was well, that was the bangles. Was Manic Monday oh. and <laughs> That's right. finally, oh, Gendo, you better refer to her as Miss Jackson because you are nasty. It was nasty, boys. They don't mean a thing. By whom? Janet Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Sorry. And, oh, yeah, what we said, Designing Women, what about, oh, yeah, I think we've said it all. Kendra, I think we've said all there is to say. I'm sure we've missed something huge, and we'll have to amend our report later, but that's all for now. Well, all, you know, always, we might have to do another 1986 countdown in 35 more years. Yeah, we got plenty of time. We'll do a 70th anniversary. Someone will. All right, Cliff, well... I'm going to get out and go hunting for my wallet. See if I can find it before we have to leave this place. Good luck. I hope you can find it, too. (laughs) I do, too, or else I won't see you for a while. I'm sure you'll find Kendall. It's somewhere. You know, all these kangaroos, they probably come around here because they eat the trash or something. We'll have to find a local and ask them why they're here in the parking lot. 
But I bet that they come back. You know, they're like people. They have habits. They'll probably be back in the parking lot. Well, I'll just be here in the parking lot waiting. All right, that's good. That's good. We have you have about uh, eighteen hours till we fly out of here. So good luck. All right. With all that. All right. And, yeah, I've got to get inside because I think I saw them. They were setting up the concession stands in there already. So I want to see if they... Oh, well, it would would be good to start with a snack. You're right. You you don't want to search for your wallet, put your hand in a lot of pouches on an empty stomach. No, it's the last thing I want to do. Right. All right, well, I'm going to go do that, Cliff. Get a snack, and then I'll go searching for some kangaroo pouches. uh, (laughs) All right. And we'll see you guys here next week. All right. Keep the spirit of 1986 alive in your hearts, everybody. Until next episode about 